Hello everyone, it's your host Megan, and welcome back to my podcast, Peachy Gamer. In today's episode, I'll be covering the latest news on Nintendo's upcoming game, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and we'll be talking about everything ranging from pre-order bonuses to leaked in-game content. So let's get to it. Before I dive completely into the realm of the new Animal Crossing game, I'd like to talk about what Animal Crossing is to those of you who might not know what the game is. So Animal Crossing is a social simulation video game series developed and published by Nintendo and created by Katsuya Iguchi. Please excuse me if I butchered that name. So basically Animal Crossing is a little game where you can create your own house, interact with cute animal villagers, and just enjoy life. You can do things like pick fruit, capture bugs, go fishing, and the main goal of like the earlier games was literally just to pay off your house debt, as well as collect enough items to put into the museum to make it bigger and better. Now that you have a little background on what Animal Crossing really is, I can finally dive into the pre-order bonuses that come with Nintendo's new game, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And although there are various pre-order bonuses across the globe, I will only be discussing pre-order bonuses that are available in the United States, mainly because I know most of my fan base right now is currently based in America. So the first pre-order bonus is from Best Buy, and they're giving away a Tom Nook phone and tech badges, which can be stuck to phones, laptops, tablets, etc., and supposedly they leave no residue and they are reusable. You'll also get a $10 reward credit if you're a My Best Buy member, and I looked it up and it's actually free to sign up for that, so you might want to take advantage of the $10 reward credit as well. For Walmart, they're offering a Tom Nook tote bag, and it looks like it's multiple tote bags, so I think there's one with your Tom Nook or one with his nephews Timmy and Tommy, or maybe it's just a front and back design. But those who pre-order online will be able to get that, but it says while supplies last, so I think these will be limited, so you gotta be like one of the first people to actually pre-order to get it. The last pre-order is from GameStop, and they're offering a double-sided poster and its pre-order bonus for the new game. And I also heard that those are while supplies last too. I'm not too sure, it's what I heard from a different source. So if you really want to get one of those pre-order bonuses, I would advise jumping onto it now, or you could miss out on these little exclusive deals. Alright, now it's time to dive into my favorite part of this episode, which is talking about the in-game content that was actually most of it was released a couple of days ago by Nintendo themselves. And for the sake of time of this episode, I'm going to discuss content I deem to be important or content that is different from past Animal Crossing games. And I would like to excuse myself if I make any mistakes because I've only actually played three games out of the entire Animal Crossing series, which was Pocket Camp, Wild World, and City Folk, because I didn't own a Wii U or a Nintendo 3DS, so I couldn't really play their newer installments of the game. But I'm just excited that I can buy the Switch and get the Animal Crossing New Horizons. But just be mindful if I'm, my details are a little off-skewed, I might mainly be making comparisons back to the GameCube games that I played, as well as the mobile version and the Nintendo DS Lite games that I played. 
So the first detail that I find amazing is that we'll actually be able to play online with other players and I find that fantastic. And I actually did some research and I found that you could visit other people's towns in Animal Crossing New Leaf, which I believe was for the Nintendo 3DS. But for Animal Crossing New Horizons, you can have up to eight players on one island together and I think that's different because I think in New Leaf you can only have one person visiting an island so it was just you and one other person and you can go visit your friends and stuff like that. And for being online, I've always loved the solitude and independence of playing Animal Crossing late at night. Um, but being able to interact with your friends in your own little village is so cute. Like, I have friends that are going to be buying the game already, and they told me they're going to go on my island and steal some of my fruit and just uh, interact with some of my villagers. So I think it's a really cute way to get the whole community involved, especially when we haven't really been able to play with our friends in this caliber. So I think it's a really neat idea that they put into New Horizons. From previous leaks of the game, um, we saw that we were provided with a tent to live in on the island, and I believe that most people were thinking that this would be our house for the whole entire time, we were just stuck to a tent. However, they just disclosed that we will be able to upgrade our tent to a house in order to live on the island. And of course, we will have to pay back money, or miles in New Horizons, because I think that's what the currency is called in the new game, to escape Tom Nook's treacherous death. And for those who never played Animal Crossing, a running goal throughout the previous games was to pay Tom Nook back after he built your house. And the reason I call it treacherous is because how he sets it up, he's like, oh, do you want me to build you a house? And you're just like, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. So he builds you this house and then he's like, okay, well, you have to pay me back $500,000 and just throws the debt at you after he's built you your house. And like, that's why I think it's kind of treacherous because like, as a kid, you're just like, oh, that's cool. I get my own house. But then he just slaps on you that you have to pay him back all this money. So that's why it's a little treacherous and it comes back in New Horizons because we have to pay him, I think, miles in order to pay off our house bills. And another cool feature about the houses in New Horizons is that we can actually add rooms to our house. And I feel like this is different from especially the GameCube predecessor because I know when I played on GameCube, all you had was like a base floor and an attic. And your attic is where like you went to go lay down to save your game or swap to a different profile. And I believe that was probably the same way with Nintendo DS. I'm not too sure I might be mixing up the games. But it's cool that with New Horizons, we'll be able to add different rooms to our house and just extend on, even though it'll take us longer because it costs more money. I just think it's a really cool detail to be able to build a grand house for ourselves in this little island. One thing that is significantly different than other Animal Crossing games is the construction feature. And Nintendo released that we'll be able to obtain construction per permits within the game that allow us to carve and change cliffs and rivers. And I think this is awesome because I remember playing like the first few games like on GameCube and DS and if there was a river blocking you from going to talk to an elephant dude across the pond, you couldn't just hop over the pond, you had to walk all the way around to go find him. 
But it's interesting with New Horizons because you can pole vault over rivers or with a construction permit and stuff like that, you can build bridges. And I feel like that's a really, really neat feature. Although pole vaulting sounds cool, I think building a bridge will make it easiest, easiest for us. But that's such a cool feature in comparison to the other games like City Folk and Wild World that I played growing up. To have these features to actually change the, round, the land around you, I just think it's pretty neat. Now let's discuss something that everyone should be truly excited for when they're playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, and it's the iconic museum. If you've never played Animal Crossing, museum is like one of the biggest accomplishments in the game, I think, because what it was was there was this old toot owl blowing snot bubbles because he is always asleep at the front door. And you'd walk in with your new collection of bugs and you'd throw it at him and he's like, oh wow, thanks for this specimen, I'll put it in the museum. And once he puts it in the museum, you can walk around and see all the bugs inside moving around and jibby and jamming and you can do this with fish and then they set up fossils. So as you got more pieces of a skeleton, they put it together slowly until it created the whole thing. And that was such a beautiful thing in Animal Crossing, I think. Well, not it wasn't a beautiful whenever he would tell you, oh, you've already given me this type of caterpillar, get out of here. Because I wish he would be like right at the beginning, ho ho ho, goodbye, that's not what I need. But instead you had to go through all this dialogue until he went, oh man, we already have this, get out of here. But I still think the museum is pretty cool, and I think that's awesome that they're putting it in New Horizons as well, because in the previous looks at the game, they didn't mention jack squat about the museum. And everybody's wondering, where is it? You gotta give us a museum. And honestly, it is so beautiful. It like from the little cuts it showed us, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a fountain with like the butterflies that you put in there flying around. And the skeletons of, of the dinosaurs are pretty wicked, they're pretty tall, and your character can stand right next to them and it shows like a very different height difference. And they have like this kind of aquarium feel whenever you put the fish in, because I saw from an example it was like a big giant tank with this fish swimming around. And honestly, that is such a beautiful detail that they put in the game and I'm so excited that they're putting the museum back in because I haven't played since I was younger. The last game I played was Pocket Camp but in there you didn't really have a museum. It was more of you traded things with people and you did daily tasks and just leveled up with villagers. But in the older games, it was based around the museum and paying Tom Nook back and getting people to stay at your village. So allowing us to have this museum again, especially for me, it's a big nostalgic thing, but it's also cool that they're making it bigger and better. And I'm really excited to play with the new museum once they get it in, because I think that they're doing it like they're expanding the game with updates. And so we're not gonna get the museum right away, but we'll progress into getting it. And I think that's pretty cool. Another neat place that they're bringing back into the game is the Able Sisters Tailor Shop. If you don't know what that is, it was basically this shop ran by these two little animal sisters and you can go in and buy some of their clothes to decorate your character as well as create your own clothing. And they're putting that in the game as well, I believe as an expansion as they update the game more. And also, 
A new thing that is quite excellent is that they're giving us an application for our smartphones and it allows us to scan QR codes from games like, I think it's Happy Home Designer from Animal Crossing as well as um, Animal Crossing New Leaf. You can actually scan clothes that you and designs you made in those games and bring them into New Horizons. And I think that's awesome because you don't want to spend your whole time redrawing that somewhat crappy picture of Tom Nook and then you have to redraw it again for New Horizons. But now they're letting you just import that bad boy so you spend less time but get your designs back. Which I think is a really cool idea. And talking more about the Nook Link, a couple other things that I'd like to talk about is mainly, well mainly one thing I'd like to talk about from Nook Link is the chat option. So as I mentioned previously, you're able to have other players join your village and hang out with you and do island things together. Uh, with the application on the phone, you're able to actually chat with them and do like a voice call, kind of like Discord, which is also a communication gaming platform. And I think that's neat that they're adding that talking feature and I feel like more people are gonna utilize it. Although there are other ways to talk to people, I think it's just cute and it's inside the app that you're using anyway for the game. So I think that's a cute way that they're getting you interactive like all the time. Also, we all know that seasons change. Hopefully we know that seasons change. But Nintendo is also gonna play off of seasons and holidays in Animal Crossing New Horizons. As they mentioned that special characters will come in updates during specific seasons. Like I saw a pumpkin head dude, I'm pretty sure that's for Halloween. It'd be funny if it was for another season. But I saw that there was characters that they're implementing throughout seasons and actually celebrating the holidays within the game. Much like Pocket Camp did, like special events and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool that they're holding events for us at no additional cost because they said that they would just update them as the holidays came up. Another thing that I found interesting about Animal Crossing New Horizons, since you are on a deserted island, you actually get castaways. Like Gulliver the Seagull. Can wash up on your beach and you have to keep, you know, prodding at him until you wake him up. And I think that's a cool feature that they added people washing up on your shores and you get to go interact with them because it allows you to have more interaction with characters outside of your island. And speaking of characters outside of your island, they also added a travel feature. And I don't know if it's to other players' islands. I think it's just other islands as well, where you can go collect fruits and flowers and fish from other islands that you may not have at your own island, as well as interact with other characters. And I feel like interacting with other characters on these different islands, I think they will give us the opportunity to actually invite them back to our own if we become friends with them at a good caliber. So I think that's a really cool idea that we can travel to other places instead of being stuck at our own island. Because especially playing like games like Wild World and City Folk back in the day, you had one village. That's all you had. You couldn't really travel anywhere. You're just there existing in your own little world. At least from my experience. It's just me, myself, and I on this island with creatures, and some of them left me and I was sad, but I, with this one you get to travel to different places, and I think that's pretty cool, being able to meet new people and taking new things back to your hometown, and 
It's just good. It's not exactly a deserted island. It's a deserted island with friends and other deserted islands that you can enjoy. And I think it's a good feature to have traveling people as well as people washing up because it just gives you more interactions out of the daily things with the people that you already have on your island. The last detail I want to talk about is that Nintendo will be allowing Amiibos and Amiibo cards to be used for New Horizons. Now, if you don't know what Amiibos and Amiibo cards are, Amiibos are little figurines that you can buy from the store and what Nintendo allowed us to do with their games is actually take them and scan them and those characters will be placed in the game as well as the cards have the same usage. And I think that's cool that they're allowing it to happen in uh, Horizons as well. I'm kind of bummed out because I don't have an amiibo, but it's fine. I'm probably going to spend more money to put amiibos into the game because they have my favorite character, KK Slider. And if you don't know who that is, he's a little dog that plays music on his guitar and just sings. And he usually hung out like the local pub and the older versions of the game. So I'm probably going to buy his amiibo to get him to stay on my island. But I think it's cool that they're allowing it in this game as well because it showed that you can invite the characters that are on your island to your island and they can chill out with you and you can actually ask them to stay there and live there. And I think that's pretty neat considering that sometimes you have to wait so long for a character to appear, but now you can just pop them right into your game and you're satisfied. What's that sound? It sounds like it's Megan Sleek of Legends Update Corner. If you're a noob and you don't know what League of Legends is, it's a PC MOBA game where you have champions fighting against each other and your main objective is to get all the objectives and take their nexus and win the game. It's just a fighting game where you fight against other people and you, you want to win and if you don't win you get sad or it's just you fight each other. That's the main objective of the game. <laughs> Nothing really much else going on. But the reason I wanted to do a League of Legends update corners in my episodes is because I play League of Legends almost daily, and although they might not have a 20 minute episode worthy content update, I would still like to talk about some new things that are going on with inside the game. So let's begin by talking about the patch notes from 10.4. I'm going to briefly go over the people that got buffed, and buff means that these characters got a little boost and they were made a little stronger, and I'm going to talk about the characters that got nerfed, which means they got lowered in their stats and they got dunked on so they're not as strong as they used to be. So for the people that got buffed, it was Amumu, Caitlyn, Darius, Diana, Garen, Nar, Jace, Lux, Mordekaiser, Ramus, Silas, Talon, Udir, and Zed. Now, there's a lot of names in there like Zed, Darius, and Garen, and Caitlyn that should have not been buffed. And I don't know how much of a caliber they got buffed to, but they're already strong, so I don't know why League in their right mind went, let's give these people some more power. But that's beyond me, but those are some concerns that people have been having. And the people that got nerfed were Aurelian Soul, Aphelio, Singe, Sona, and Soraka. Now I understand for Soraka to get nerfed because she was being played as a top laner, but her specific role is a support. So it's kind of bad when a support is going top lane and smashing the competition, so that's understandable that she got nerfed. 
But people like Aurelian Soul and Aphelios who aren't really played anymore, it's kind of weird to get them nerfed because one of them, specifically Aphelios, just got nerfed a lot previously. But I guess he needs it because he's still kind of strong. But it's just their picks for this patch to get nerfed and buff are kind of weird. And it was just interesting to see. Now let's talk about a couple of skins that were released during this patch, which were Blood Moon Trinomir, Blood Moon Katarina, and Blood Moon Master Yi. And I think a couple of skins that will be coming up if they're not already released. I haven't logged in in a couple of days, but they are in the PBE, which is basically like a little loadout page you can go to. Not loadout page, it's another client that you can log in through League of Legends and it basically allows you to play with skins before they come out and play with champions before they come out so you know which ones you like or if they should fix bugs that you notice while you're playing with them. It's kind of a way for them to get feedback before actually releasing them in order to fix them. Fix them in quotation marks because most of the time they release broken champions into the game without fixing them. But they try to fix them with your comments and concerns whenever they're in the PBE. But from the PBE, I believe the skins that are going to be coming out in the near future are Black Frost, Alistar, Rek'Sai, and Renekton, as well as Hex, Tech, Sejuani. So those are the upcoming skins. And besides the skins, there have been some major client bugs that people have been complaining about. We have people in the comments of Instagram going crazy, as well as me, because recently, every time I am in a server and I go play a game and I get out of the game, my client just goes completely black. And looking through the comments we have on Instagram, we have someone named Laku12 saying fix your servers instead of announcing new skins. Someone named U1Z underscore 404 said stop posting skins and do something for the client login. What, the rank's not working. It's not working. What the fuck, Riot? And other people just saying go fix your game, go fix your servers. So there's a lot of problems going on with the servers right now that they're not addressing. But they're releasing new games. So I just really think they need to get on and actually fix their client instead of releasing new content for us because we can't play the new content if we can't play the game at all. Well, that's it for this editions of League of Legends Corner starring your host, Megan. I will probably do this update corner in the next video. And if it's not League of Legends, it'll be another game that I play regularly, maybe like Stardew Valley. But I would like to do these small update corners because they're not long enough to take over a whole episode. But I do feel like important things to talk about, like client bugs, are important to talk about. And I feel like they should be addressed, even if it's not the main issue of the video. Yay, congratulations! You made it to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed me rambling about Animal Crossing or rambling about League of Legends in the League Update Corner, then please let me know. And if you didn't like it, please let me know because any comments are welcome so I can make this podcast better. And what I'm going to try to do at the end of every episode is give a shout out to a gaming channel that I've been watching that I really like. And for this episode, in the spirit of my long League Corner update, I would like to get a shout out to Ross Boomsocks. Ross Boomsocks is a content creator and I believe he takes snippets from his Twitch stream and uploads it to YouTube. 
But he makes really funny content based off the champions in League. It does kooky things with them that you're usually not supposed to do in the game. So if you want to learn more about League or if you like League and need someone new to watch, then check out Ross Boomsocks. His username is spelled R-O-S-S-B-O-O-M-S-O-C-K-S and he's on YouTube. So please go check out his channel and support another member of the League of Legends community. Well, that's all, and thank you for listening, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Goodbye!